Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Best You Podcast. This is your host here, Finn and Adler. What's up? What's up, guys? And tonight we are out here live in Kissimmee, Florida. Whoop, whoop. We are super excited because tonight we're taking things, honestly, a little differently. We okay. had a very special individual that I actually had the honor to meet last year at the Remnant Conference in Miami, Florida. Um, she was born in Venezuela. Oh, she yeah. was raised here in Florida. She's mm-hmm. part Italian. She's a worship leader at Nueva Vida in Kissimmee, which mm. is a Wonderful church right here in Kissimmee, Florida. We have Venetia. Welcome to the Best You Podcast. Welcome, Hi, welcome. everyone. I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. I just want to give a shout out to my pastors, um, Alejo y Veronica Velasquez, for giving me um, the chance to be here with you guys and sharing whatever we got to share. Let the Holy Spirit, you know, lead and let God. Um, let God lead and have in store for us, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, Venetia, today we are going into a entirely different direction tonight. I just felt like this would be uh, an area we would tap into. Adler and I talk about this pretty often, and we talk yeah. about our weaknesses. We talk about embracing our identity. But today we wanted to take things um, and add you on and feature you and have us collaborate. We want to collaborate with you. We want to hear from your Ooh, side on... Yes. Um, um, how you can embrace your weakness and what is your biggest weakness and how do you manage your weaknesses? So tell us a little bit about this. Tell us where you're coming from in your life. Tell us this time in your life, a story, an encounter where you've had to experience this. Wow. You know, there's a lot of stories, a lot of, you know, thoughts that come into mind, but my biggest one would be rejection of validation. Mm. Wow. You know, and that's, that's funny is, um, that's actually mine as well. And I'm sure, you know, millions of people, we all suffer from form of rejection. But the difference is rejection, there's different degrees of it. You know, there's, you know, the fear of rejection. There's rejection in, um, in, in the terms of, you know, getting the validation that you're, you're looking for. And, you know, there's so many different types of it. For your case, what is like your type of rejection and what's like... Uh... It- the type of rejections that I would I felt throughout you know my my life it was like a ball of of explosions you mm. know I would I would feel like I would always have to like make other people feel happy rather than myself I would be like is everything okay you're sad I need to talk to you like let's go let's get it out but I was dealing with my rejections and validations of, you know, of low self-esteem or if I was good enough for you or if I was good enough for the society that I was building in. And that was before Christ, you know, that was before I met God, you know, I, it, it was like a hamster wheel going in circles and circles and circles. And something interesting that my pastor once told us was if you want to have a change in your life, you have to start doing something different. And that impacted me because I didn't want to feel that that feeling of rejections and and all of these, you know, di- different emotions. So when I had that encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, that's when I understood that 
that we don't need to feel that rejection, that his, his love surpasses everything. So one of the things that I was, and I love this because you're, you're coming from an experience. First of all, you were walking an entirely different life, a yes. different lifestyle that Absolutely. you were in a different mindset. You were in a different emotional um, foundation. It just, everything in your life was completely different. And most of us want to belong and we want to connect with people. We want, like you said, you you would feel people's emotions. You would want to tend to them. You wanted to reach out to them. You would almost in a sense, forget about yourself while you're dealing with something. And Correct, see, rejection, yes. rejection mm -hmm. is a universal experience. Everybody goes through it yeah. to a degree, like you said. Some form of rejection. And, and, and by the time you're walking, talking, you have some form of rejection. It's hands down. It's just something that we're going to go through. So I want to ask you, Venetia, I want, I want you to actually Adler and Venetia, but I want to hear from both of you guys. All right. How do you validate your feelings? So when you said, you're, you know, you were sharing your, your testimony, your story, how do, were you able to validate your feelings? Like, how were you able to not deny? At some point, you had a breaking point. You, weren't, you didn't deny. You didn't really want to continue to close a door on the confront, confronting and managing the fear. How were you able to get to that point to validate? Like, how did you do it? Like, how did what do you do? Yeah, what do you identify yourself with? Mm, wow. Like, what's your identity, you know? My identity is being as bold as I can in the sense of when I had that encounter with God, mm -hmm. that's when, that was my breaking point. Like, but before that breaking point, I had another breaking point where, you know, I remember um, my hit, very hit rock bottom when I I was with a group of friends you know, we decided to go out. We're like, hey, let's just go out. But mm -hmm. I remember something in me wanted to stay home. But since, you know, it was just a normal, typical day, you know, you go out with your friends. And yeah, you just hang out. And and goof yeah, yeah, so I remember that I went, I, went to, <laughs> I went to this club. Oh, my God. It was, I remember like it was yesterday. Sorry if I get a little like teary because it's just no, like, it's just, hey, you know, it's like an embrace moment. The best you. Exactly. <laughs> embrace moment. I love it. So I remember I went, I, it was a group of us. We went, to, we went to this club and it was a concert, you know, like normal. We were, hey, you know, and I remember a friend of ours said open tab. And in my mind, explain to me what in my mind I decided to just go and just start ranking up drinks or telling everybody, let's go have a shot. And, that, and it was so much everything that was going on that I was, you know, doing fireball. I was doing Washington Apple. I was doing this. I was doing that. That it got to a point that I blacked out. I just, I just wow. blacked out. I just, Yikes. it was because my frustrations and my rejections and how I was feeling in my life at that moment, I just didn't care. So you, your, you, your feelings were validated based off of your emotional, your thought processes and everything surrounding. At that moment, it was consuming you. It exactly, was your, yes. it was your escape. It was, it was your runaway. My, my, my drinking was what I, what I needed to feel. To feel cool old, so. or to feel validated so at that so, moment. So more so, the drinking was a mess to cope with the day-to-day -day issues that you already had. Surroundings, correct? Okay. Yes, it was. And I remember the next day, I woke up. Obviously, your room spinning. You're like, oh my god, what? What happened? Yeah. yeah what's and going on in my I life? remember 
like af after that, like a couple hours after, maybe a day tops, I remember texting my friends. I was like, hey, it was such a great time, but I'm so innocent at, you know, just sending you, a text. This question, I, uh, do you even remember how you got home or? <laughs> it was like, it was all a blur. All I remember is my friend went to McDonald's to go give me fries and a Coke. And I literally like slapped that out of her hand. They put me in a car. And then my car, somebody else drove it to the hotel where me and my friends, we were hmm. crashing at. And it was just like, and the next day I was like, like if nothing ever happened. And <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, you know. But I feel like it? when we, but not to, to not interject so quickly, but I think that a lot of times we experience, we experience these moments where we mask. And I can relate to you. Like there was times and even in middle school, I would, I was bullied. I was I was put down. I was just, I was, I was small. I wasn't like, I wasn't really strong. I was smart. I was intelligent. Like I knew, like I, I was good in school and people would use that as to their advantage. So my strength was brought, like used as a way, as a gateway to bully me saying that I wasn't capable of this. And I think a lot of times we, we isolate ourselves. We, we lose focus on where we're going. And I feel like sometimes the best way is we go to our, our, we utilize these different escape routes. And Adler, I think you were talking about this earlier. We, we, you had mentioned some of the escape routes that we actually go to that are common in our society that is that quote unquote is acceptable. Yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, so here's the thing. Rejection is, it's, it's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to be rejected. <laughs> I can agree with you on that. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be accepted regardless of whatever situation or circumstance you find yourself in. We all want to be accepted, period, point mm -hmm. blank. And when you get rejected, it's easy to fall in this, this dark emotional pit of depression, anxiety, and in order to try to escape from that. Because, you know, if, if you don't find a way to tame the depression and anxiety, you get um the suicidal thoughts you get the you know seclusion like let me stay away from family i'm not worth you know being around people Absolutely. and it's kind of like it becomes you versus what the people who are supporting you are saying versus the thoughts that are in your head it's three people and at the end of the day the external stimuli the people that love you and care about you your mom your dad your friends and all those people they can tell you hey everything's going to be all right it's going to be all right but because you have your own perception of that reality that they you, will never understand. They will never understand. You can tell somebody I love you, but you don't feel it. You still feel empty. Exactly. And I've, and I've heard that so many times. They'll be like, Hey, Venetia, I love you, man. Like, I love you. You're my friend or Hey, I love you. You're my sister, but you don't feel it. And you start. And that's when the, the, what's it called? The thoughts yeah. start processing in your head See? that you're like, Am I worthy enough? Am I validated enough? And or why am I getting rejected? Or so many different aspects. And that's why it becomes you versus what the people that love you say versus the thoughts that you have. So it's literally three parties all into one. And the, it doesn't matter, especially like when you're in that emotional feeling. Yeah, especially when you're in that emotional state. It does not matter what the people that love you say. They can look you in the eye and tell you, hey, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're powerful. As long as you have that 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 self thought that's and that circumstance and you're reacting to it, it's going to be completely difficult for you to um, for you to you know get to that um, next level to you know get past that rejection. And to me, rejection rejection isn't 
a bad thing. Rejection is actually um, evidence that you're pushing yourself to another limit. Absolutely. So even if it's rejection with your peers or your family members or stuff like that, you're, you're pushing yourself. And they, you know, for you, you said um, people used to pick at you uh, when you were at school because you were really smart. You know, you were applying yourself. You know, you, you did everything you, you could do to get good grades to not only, you know, for yourself, but to make mom and dad proud. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So you did that because you, you wanted to and you pushed yourself. And whenever you're on the cusp of doing something that's against the grain or something that's not as popular, you becoming saved, you know, you being as smart as you are, you know, people want to interject and say, oh, well, you can't do this and to give like their own negative perception and try to down you for it. But that just means that you're breaking, you're breaking ground. You're pushing past that that level. You're, I you're love that, that. that breaking line. ground. It's like a, yes. you, it's like a, it's like a construction project. Pretty much, you can't build the walls or a roof or install drywall until you actually have a firm foundation. And before you even put down a firm foundation, you have to clear ground. You got to clear. And this is a thing I was talking about a couple of weeks ago uh, with a group of guys. It's it's sometimes if you look at your phone. Just a just a side little thing to think of. You have your phone, and each of us, I can say, is probably like maybe sixty-four gigabytes minimum. If you yeah. have an iPhone, you usually have at a minimum of sixty-four yeah. gigabytes of, of space. When you start reaching your maximum, and and this is and this is going to get to a point in life, the same thing with life. We have a storage amount. We get to a point where we are so overwhelmed in parallel. We are get so full, quote unquote, our storage space. We get reminded in our overwhelming moments. That we have to let go of things. We have to kind of start dumping things out so that you can clear. That's true. Clear to build that foundation so that you can build a house. And like you said, breaking ground with these opportunities. So to, to, to bring this to another, like I have another question for you. So how do you... Venicia, I'm really, I'm really enthusiastic and excited to hear from you. How do you conform and how do you confirm your validation at this very given point, at some point in your life to now, you gave us your breaking point. Where was, where is it now for you personally that allows you to confirm your validation? The love of God, Amen. <laughs> the, the love that God has for me and for everybody in my surroundings, you know, um, obviously I do have a great support system. You know, I have my pastors who like I love and I respect dearly as well as my mom. Um, but for me, it's the love of God, you know, like as a worship leader, you know, learning to worship by myself and learning what is what is worship. For, for me has made me break out of my comfort zone of validation and rejection. You know, mm-hmm. like I would go like, what's it called? Every Sunday or every, even every day. Sometimes I'll just have that, you know, those triggered moments that I'm just like, you think about something and you're like, no, no, no. And you put on that worship music and you just feel at peace and you have that relationship with that relationship with God. And I remember, you know, when I started dan- like dancing for, for God, that I felt free in every way. You know, I felt free in every way. I felt the connection I had with God. I felt that all of that rejection, all of that anxieties, all of that suicidal thoughts that I've ever had in my life would just at that moment would go away because I was being used 
you know, by God and by that. And that's thumbprint. that's actually so powerful. Um, you know, it, it's it, it it basically you're you're saying that you identify yourself through God, and you know the way that you confirm it is by pouring into other people. Because when you're when you're up on you know stage and you're doing your interpretive dancing and you're you're doing you know everything that you're doing, you're you're basically shedding light and add, adding a little bit of dose of positivity to every person that's in attendance in that audience. And that's something that's uh, it's an amazing thing because of you know this whole podcast the whole reason why we even started was for impact we want the chance to impact as many lives as possible because some some of the things that we talk here are things that you thought um, yourself or you know things that people just need to hear and you know your story is super powerful because it sheds a positive light and you know somebody who's in a similar situation i'm sure they can look at like yo gosh Vanessa, she she went through some stuff man i and, and that's, that's powerful. And that's wanna... just a little bit of everything that I've gone through. But learning what God ha- can do in a person's life, as well as how it has done in my life and in like my mom's life or my pastor's life, it's just it's an overwhelming feeling. Like everything else seems meaningless. Like you start thinking of everything you've gone through in the past, and you're just like, "Wow, God!" Like. Did I really go through this to get to point B? Like, Absolutely. are you really the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light of my darkness? Like, sometimes you sit back and you listen to those words over and over and over. And it's something more powerful. Like, as as a youth leader and as a youth, it's like God has something prepared for me as, as well as everybody else more bigger than myself. And and the gratification that I have for him taking me out of that rejection feeling has been so overwhelming, so embraceth that I'm just like, you. I just stand in awe. Absolutely. And you know, I stand in, in awe of the abundance of love that he has for me. So, for so something that you kept saying, and I love this because you said learning. You said learning a couple of times. And one of the things I want to talk about learning, I think that with anything in life, when you have an opportunity to learn and to grow, I'm, you know, really big about that because change doesn't happen overnight. You have to, you know, when you go to school to become a nurse, to become an EMT, to become a digital marketer, to be anything you want, you, yeah. it takes time. You have to go through education. You got to go through a, a process. And when you reframe your fear um, and you reframe your mindset, you utilize this time to grow, to change you had at one point in your previous life, quote unquote, that, you know, walking in that, that different light, um, that BC before Christ. Yeah. The BC light. Yeah. <laughs> um, that walk, you said that you would tend to people's emotions and feelings somewhere along your journey. When you had your breakthrough moments, you had those times for growth. You had reframed your mind, reframed your spirit, you reframed your heart and you redirected where you were headed because you knew you had been through so much. You had been going through so much and you kept seeing yourself falling more every time you would add to, to the other people. Exactly. So you even mentioned this and this is what I love because now you are a worship leader. You are a youth leader. You are, you are impacting people on a global level and with that being said, like Adler had said, you are pouring out into people. You're shining. You're still tending to people. You yeah. are a lover of people. You love people. You care for God's children. And with that being said, you have the opportunity to reframe 
the way you feared rejection and you apply yourself differently because you also know your why. You've learned to condition yourself. Exactly, absolutely. If I, knew, if I knew it, this had a handbook like four or five years ago, friends, I probably uh, I probably got saved probably like five years ago, four or five years ago, maybe X amount of years ago. Right. But there's not a handbook for the love that God has for us. We cannot condition God's love. And no point i love that you can't you know, condition you say can, that again say you it again cannot for condition his love you oh, cannot condition God. the love, love that god has for us because it's so overwhelming and so abundantly of full of you know miracle signs and wonders you know Absolutely. like it's it's mind-blowing you know like if you if you finn or you adler would have met me four years ago i was a mess I was but in who this, wasn't though? But who no, wasn't? Exactly. Was but it was like this this color hole. My soul was this color hole and I was in the in an abyss. You know, and I didn't know about God, you know, at age 18, but I didn't understand who he was till this particular moment that I said, Wow, God. Yeah. Like it says it in the it says it in the Bible. It says, do not reframe of what you heard and what you've seen. This is the time where we have to, you know, not limit ourselves in our comfort zone. We need to step out of it. Preach. This is what is this? This is so, uh, this is great. No. So, um, I guess my my next question is: at this point in um, your walk in, in you know who you are as a person, rejection in in terms of rejection, do you feel like that identifies you? Do you identify with your rejection now? Yeah. No. No. No, because. Like you said in um, like a couple minutes ago, you said that sometimes rejection is an it can be something empowering because from rejection comes an empowering because of my rejection. God came through and gave me empowerment to be the same person, but not feel that rejection only have the love that God has for me to project to other people. Hmm. Wow. And, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thought because, you know, a lot of people, they identify with the rejection. You know, American society, especially, we're the first to be like, oh, look what you did. You did this. You did this. You I have a this, really good term. Do I don't mean to interject, but I have a great term for that. What? And this is just something that I, I actually read. It's called Ameri- Ameri Christianity. I know it's we're talking about so like this the the culture and society, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is within the American Christianity. It's the American standardized cookie cutter Christian quote unquote lifestyle. I feel like that is see but, what it's become a lot of in that cultural aspect. It's this God is this guy, this is this, and this is that, and that's where it's our, very monotone. It's very there's no dynamic. No. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, no, thought, hey, I just I, wanted to throw that. That was a word that has been listen, crossing my mind every if time we, we can have get this. confronted for everything that we've gone through. I think we will be here probably till tomorrow because and it's funny because that's like something that my, my uh, pastor Alejo would always say is like, I would rather confront you than not confront you at all. But what the word of God says. And every time I'm, sitting down and I'm listening to this, to my pastor preach, I get confronted every time because it's something to transform, to guide and to be a better version of ourselves. But people don't understand that because it's so easy to be like, eh, 
you know, sure, why not? And just do the same thing over and over. That's why I said it's like a hamster wheel yeah, that keeps going. I love that going. example. If you, if you want to get confronted, just read the Bible. And, and, it's, and it says it in the Bible. Jesus says, hey, this is, this is not light. I'm going to confront you whether you like it or not. And it's I'm going to come for you whether you like it or not. And it's and that's how it is. And it's, there's no it's, buts, points or exclamation point about it. See, and that's a good thing because you were able to um, not only get past your um, fear or weakness of rejection, but to also learn that your rejection does not identify you. And that's something, that's something that society, you know, we all struggle with, you know, it does, it doesn't matter which genre, which culture, it doesn't matter. We all struggle with rejection and we're, we're, we're all able to, you know, relate to it. Thomas Edison, what, what is he famous for? The light bulb. The light bulb. Do you know how many times he failed? 99 times. He failed 99 times prior. But in this society, if Tom, uh, Thomas Edison was here, they'd be like, oh, look, he's a failure. 99 times, 99 times, 99 yeah, times. Yeah, they would shut him times. down. But he, it took 99 times in order to get the one single greatest, most influential, impactful invention of all time, electricity, light. Exactly. Like he gave, like that's something that generation after generation after generation will benefit from. His thumbprint is here to this day. The light that's lighting up right now is because Edison put it there. And the moment that you can break free from that thought that rejection is how you should be identified and you find your identity in something else, um, you know, such as, you know, you got uh, God and you have dance. Those are how you identify yourself. Now you're able to break past that whole identifying with rejection and you can push to another level push to a, a, um, a new limit and you can also be able to pour into your community, the people that you encounter from your everyday activities. And that's something that's super impactful. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, one of the things that my dad always told me, and this is a really important thing, he actually gave me this really, and I want to share this with you guys, Adler and Manisi, as well as, you know, those who are listening. This is, my dad is known for some of the, like, I didn't listen to my dad a lot as a kid. Um, I did like, I think you and I both share this. I really wanted to like make my dad proud all the time, all the time. My dad always said something to me though. He says, lean on your support network. He'd always constantly say, you need to make sure the people that you have close in your corner, you know, your people, you have your pastor, your mom, that you're some of the friends, the work coworkers that you have for you, mom, dad, brother, Maybe me, I hope. <laughs> uh, you're, you're there, friend. You're there. <laughs> um, but I want you to imagine, I want you to visualize a target like when you're playing archery, okay? The most center point is our, always our aim when we play darts or you're doing archery. The, the bullseye. Listen, I, I cannot play darts to dare in my life, so. <laughs> well, going. you hit the bullseye with this because the people that you Dang. have close to you in your heart that you know you can lean on, those that you can say, hey, I am going through this. And that can reframe you, remind you, and validate you. They keep me grounded. Embrace you. They keep you grounded. They're your bullseye. Then you have that outer ring, the next outer ring. Those are people that are your friends. Maybe people we see day to day, not every single day, maybe once in a while. And then you have that really outermost ring, which is the acquaintances and people that you might see at an interview and may never see again. I want you to imagine that you have to continue to focus on the support network and um, basically the best way to keep your mind focused on day-to-day -day tasks and validating your feelings and 
looking for the opportunity to grow, it all starts with the people that you have in your corner so that you can continue to be the best version of you. Amen. That's how it is, man. Like, this is the time, friends. This is the time where we have to not lean on our own understanding, but, you know, start leaning into God's. Absolutely. It was a very powerful um, story, and I, I do appreciate you. And it was actually really nice meeting you as well. Um, just to kind of get, you know, uh, background information on who you are and just to see how much you've grown in that, that short amount of time. And I know Finn and you guys talk uh, routinely. Um, I'm just, I'm really happy that we had an opportunity just to even, you know, do this. And if I can, if I may, I'd absolutely just go for it, man. Food for thought for anyone who's listening. Um, this is the last thing I want to leave you with. In terms of rejection, you have to remember that even if you get rejected, you have to treat yourself with compassion because the first thing you want to do is beat yourself up and jump into that pit of depression, darkness, and so on and so forth. But it's really important to just treat yourself with grace, compassion, and allow yourself to know that you are human and it's okay if you make a mistake. You learn from your mistake, you pick up, and you keep going. And that's how you, that's how you learn, that's how you mature, that's how you gain wisdom. And that's um, how you become the best you. And that's all we're about. Yeah, every day. So, anyway, Finn, can you tell the people where to follow us at? If you guys want to go ahead and open up your phones and check us out at Finn and Adler. We are on Instagram. We utilize this as a platform to reach out to young people, middle-aged people, all people. Um, we're super excited to say like we had this opportunity today with Venetia here in Kissimmee, Florida, making an impact, growing, and um, we're excited. We're excited to see what you guys are going to be able to get from this and let us know on Instagram and um, continue to listen to our podcast. Thanks, Venetia. We appreciate you. Bye, everyone. God bless you all. Love you. Peace next week. See you next week.